welcome to another episode of the streaking the lawn podcast once again my name is pierce and once again caroline is with me today caroline how are you hey i'm good well that's good uh we are here to talk about the who's march madness our fingers are crossed um it's it's tuesday afternoon right now as we're recording so i think we all know that tuesday night is uh, the last uh, moment a team can officially notify that they're unable to participate that doesn't seem to be the way things are trending for the who's so hopefully if you're listening to this on wednesday i'm not even going to put it up on the internet wednesday if, if they're not <laughs> participating so if yeah. you're listening to this then that means on wednesday uh we still anticipate virginia playing in in an ncaa tournament game that is the hope um you know i i know there's rumors out there about um who the player might be i haven't seen anything confirmed other than it seems like whoever it was for uva that that had the positive test we can well bet that they won't be playing in the first weekend of games here's my opening disclaimer like I will not be participating in any guesstimation as to who here's the thing like we'll know neither of us know right like we'll know come Saturday we have no idea who it is we have a general idea based on you know they said Syracuse I think it was Jim Beheim was the first one that said it was someone that played in the game and I understand they need to know that because they have Mm -hmm. to figure out their own tracing things and it looks like they'll be fine which is great um my biggest thing is like look (laughs) like I don't I don't care who it is it's important because this is someone's like health so i'm not like mm-hmm. here to play these games and i was saying you are but i'm not here to play these games about like well if it's so and so that's more like no it sucks a player on the team pop positive like they won't be able to participate in the first weekend it has an impact and this is this person's like health like so we're not i'm not going to play any games where it's like well it, i hope it's not so and so like no like well i hope it's not one of the guys we need to win (laughs) but uh you know it's hard to look at uh the the rotation for the team and and say uh that anyone isn't isn't pretty critical just because there's it's not a huge margin of error uh in the tournament and and for for this virginia squad um but yeah i you know the only thing i would add was it seems to be like there was uh, flutterings of, of uh, ideas that it was a bench player based on things um, coach Beheim said yeah uh, I was unable to find any actual quote of that and doing some some look for uh, you know apparently he said something like that on the radio I don't know we don't know and we won't even know even if it is a bench player we won't know who it is probably uh, until the who's take the floor hopefully <laughs> on Saturday <laughs> unless, they, unless they show us like videos of them loading onto a plane in charlottesville yeah, on friday and then we start zapruitering it to see who's there and who isn't yeah. and all that stuff and well it's, it's just it's tough like, and it's i understand entirely possible that the, the, the coaching staff or, or athletic program announced who it was you know and that uh, you know they might say this person hasn't traveled or who knows so we'll yeah. find out uh whether that's on saturday or or before i'm so um, bummed out for this person on oh yeah it's, well it's scary like, for for the player it's scary for everybody um even the play that the didn't test positive um you know i think it was like oh well good thing there was no uh dog pile bear hugging buzzer yeah. beater to celebrate after the <laughs> oh wait there was so oh no yeah, yeah. um you know but you know it you know i guess rest, recent history says suggest people at that age and where we are in this pandemic uh, you know are probably going to be healthy in, in the long run so hopefully that's the case and, and there's hopefully also the rest a few of, like when we look at it too, like things 
So when I try and look at it as to will, do I think it's likely Virginia will be able to play on Mm -hmm. Saturday? I look at, you know, most likely the person who had it probably got infected before they left um, because of the time it generally takes to like, we know from a year into this, we know it's usually two to four days um, when, before you have it show up or have symptoms or anything like that. And so that's why I was, I'm with you. Like, I'm kind of looking at the next day as like the most important, like the chances of a new positive, I would think would decrease um, as we get further away, because that's just the way that it, you know, incubates and all that sort of stuff. It's just but also too there's much been, to know. Yeah. There's there, also been players who have know. had it yeah. on the team because we were told oh, right. in interviews before the season started, like, that's true. Oh, so-and-so had it, you know, a couple of people had it this summer, like before mm-hmm. they came back to school. So maybe that limits chances that they get it again. Um, but we don't know that either. So, you yeah. know, there's strains going different strains and all that sort of stuff. So it's hard not to get into this, like, well, it's, I mean, it's, I can only imagine what it, those, what they feel like, you know, not being able, they won't, they aren't even able to practice. Like, yeah, you right. Know, like you can't practice till Thursday. Um, you won't be able to travel till Friday there. I mean, there's a chance they just go straight, you know, well, they'll probably go the day before and then go to the game on Saturday, but one practice and in Indy when they get there. Right. Um, so it's, it's definitely the opposite of ideal, but you know, at this point, I think, hopefully people are like just want to see him play a game and at least have a chance even if that chance is diminished from what you thought it might be it's a big ask whoever is missing um regardless of that yeah it's a big ask for everybody who is gonna play you know best case scenario we have the whole team minus one um and there are a lot of scenarios in between that and virginia can't play at all uh, that are are possible and it all comes down to uh, testing we can't predict or know about until until it gets announced so uh assuming right. that's the case that they're playing um saturday evening just without one guy uh you know ohio is a a pretty big ask uh, as far as a, a, a I hate, I hate lead goes um <laughs> there's you know an amusing a lot of uh parallels to uh, umbc in the in the ohio team in that mm. they are led uh, by a guard who, uh, you know, wasn't recruited, didn't go, he, he barely uh, registered as a, a, a somebody, uh, you know, on a D1 or D anything level when he was in high school. Um, but now he he's, you know, getting NBA chatter. So this, is, uh, right. of course, is uh, uh, Jason Preston for Ohio, but uh, I know fans don't want me to bring up UNBC, but that's sort of- I will say in Jer- Ohio's Jer-Sliles. defense- He's uh, not as small as Jarris Lyles, which I think is good and bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's a big guard. The smaller, the quicker. At least yeah. this guy's a little bit bigger. And I think that helps with defense options as well, because again, this is all grain of sand, grain of sand, grain of salt. Like we don't know who we'll have specifically, yeah. but the idea of like the way that Reese has played de- on ball defense this season has been very good. So even if we can't put Kihei Clark on him, um, there are options, I think that could potentially limit um, that in some ways. Like, I don't, again, yeah, we don't that know, is like his Casey game, Marcel though. could be an option. Yeah, yeah. You know, Reese Beekman could be an option. You have a couple guys that have a little bit more of that length. Um, yeah. But this is a team that's going to want to play. I mean, they only they only have the option to play small ball, really. Their tallest guy yes. is 6'8". Yes. So this is one where people look at it like... So there's a, a certain Mr. Huff that I'm yeah. pretty pretty darn hopeful is is able to play Saturday if we were going to rank uh, priorities 
just because of what he's able to bring and and you know uh ohio's got some good big guys obviously they you know solid players the the you know if they didn't they wouldn't be as good as they are um vander plus is their their stretch for uh wilson i believe yeah wilson is uh, uh their senior forward dwight wilson um but the the team role revolves around press and the guard um he is very much that type of slashy get past you type of player but you know the pack line falls apart when those guys succeed but it's designed to not fall apart against those type of players so like you said if Beekman yeah. or whoever is able to provide um enough uh, of that lateral defense then you know he is he is a good shooter too so that's what right. they're gonna have to do um like every team that that comes against virginia is they have to hit threes to be virginia uh the easiest way to hit threes is to get open threes by getting into the lane <laughs> successfully and usually teams are unable to do that against a good virginia defense so it's sort of the, the real short scouting because that's sort of the real short scouting against every opponent uh, as far as what they're going to try to do uh but what virginia like i said could try to do is feed huff um, because the Bobcats do not have the size. Uh, and Virginia they do has not to have score the points. Defense. Like, yeah, they're going to have to be dumb, not right. to be that person. They're going to have to make shots. They're going to have to make shots. They're going to <laughs> have sure. to score points. Yeah. In, in, because this is a team like, look, here's the thing. Like, it sounds very gloom and doom. And I'll admit when they announced it, I, I let out a very loud expletive. One, okay. <laughs> like, look, I love Selection Sunday. It's so fun. It's way more fun when you know your team's going to be in. And granted, this year was different because of all the other stuff. But knowing at that point that yeah. we knew the committee was going to say their name, like whether or not they were going to be able to play a game was yeah. still very much up in the air. But we knew they were going to, you know, be a top four seed, whatever else. Yeah. So that's fun. Like, it's fun. And so I hate being in the first region for a lot of reasons, usually, because. And one, if you're not the number one overall, it means you're in their region, um, mm -hmm. which, <laughs> but um, it's just like one of those, like, I like the excitement of like seeing what other people and seeing other teams. And all of a sudden it was like Virginia. I was like, oh, here we are. Okay, cool. Great. Mm -hmm. um, and they said Ohio. And I was just like, damn it. <laughs> like, I just, this was liberty was another one that was thrown around yeah i'd be as like more a don't want to liberty play. see I, yeah. yeah i say that and now i'm like but ohio to me they're very similar the liberty stuff is just like well it's liberty and mm -hmm. then there's the storylines about you know facing an old coat like exactly. facing richie mckay yeah. and like all that extra stuff so i'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't do it just for that but mm -hmm. um i was really hoping for like and i'm not saying unc greensboro is bad but i just the way that the style that some of other teams played like having seen this Ohio team play Illinois early in the season like it, mm -hmm. granted it was early and maybe Illinois that was the first real test that Illinois got yeah but this is a top 80 Ken Palm team like this is not like well I will say they're 98th in BPI for whatever that, that holds <laughs> and they're the worst just clicking around they're the the worst 13th seed as far as BPI goes I know the committee's not necessarily looking at that but that's ESPN's yeah. main like Ken Palm alternative or yeah. whatever um you know it, it's a common thing to be like any of the teams you know are going to be good teams uh and 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 UVA is going to take them seriously, and they are already a trendy upset pick. I know we've Ooh, seen a so bunch trendy. of our friends uh, and other uh, talking heads out there pick Ohio, which is for good reason. Yeah, not just because they have the good guard, and and that's you know 
things we remember about previous upsets for UBA, but because of this whole absurdity that they're going to have to go through to be even eligible to play. I don't mean absurdity that's wrong, just the fact that it's absurd. Yeah, it's a very different situation. It's difficulty that that they're not going to travel, that they're quarantining, not going to practice until they get there. That said, on paper, obviously UVA is a better team. UVA should be able to handle uh, Ohio. And uh, we're, you know, we're going to want to talk about uh, some, some potential future matchups because we're not on the team and we can look ahead <laughs> there too. I think well, one main point about Ohio we haven't brought up is they're not good defensively. So no. you know, it's, it's, if UVA comes out and they rely on their jump shots and their jump shots are uh, not falling because they're a little rusty, uh, that, that that seems like a, a, pl- a very plausible scenario. If Ohio is making shots as teams <laughs> tend to do, then yeah, you know, I could see Ohio winning this game. Um, they're not anywhere close to being favored. The, you know, the Virginia's favorite is somewhere between seven to eight points, which the line you, opened at 10. I was like, excuse yeah. me, that's a lot. I mean, when you think of how many points that is in a UVA game, you know, like, yeah, that's like 20. <laughs> but, but people are taking Ohio because of all the reasons we discussed that it could be a trendy uh, upset to, to have happen. I think the bracket in its own right is filled. I mean, some of this maybe speaks to COVID year weirdness. There yeah. are a ton of double digits that, that are easy to see winning. Uh, well, like games. Georgetown, first and foremost, duh. You know the Georgetown no one. It's funny listening to Tyus and Tate. Uh, they they go they do. I, I'm sure most of us do this when we look at the brackets. It's like, oh, I can see Georgetown running that uh, Sweet 16 uh, momentum. You know, running that momentum yeah. from their conference, uh, <laughs> getting to the Sweet 16 really easily as that 12 seed. You know, FSU doesn't look that great in recent games. Uh, Colorado additionally doesn't look that great in recent games. Let's go Hoyas. You you got that momentum and you could easily see them losing by 15 to Colorado, you know, like, yeah. like, Oh, we, we got, we, we pulled this amazing upset in our biggest tourney and now we're a little spent and <laughs> we, we don't have that magic. Like either are equally as plausible to me, but yeah. so it, and that just seemed, you know, you would see Greensboro and Florida state exact same thing. Like I could see, either of them uh winning that matchup so i think it's a real hard bracket to pick other than the just put gonzaga in the championship and you have probably <laughs> gonna finish with some points you know just yeah. just because well, that's so yeah. likely man I, and i look at some you know this isn't just about being in gonzaga's region mm-hmm. i was really disappointed in the matchups that they put that they put together for Gonzaga because of the fact that they're two, three, and four seeds, they've already beaten by double digits this season. Like I get that there's like, but there's so many good teams that they haven't played yet that easily would have been like, put Florida state in there. Like, you know, I don't know. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like it's just, and again, I know that it sounds like just maybe part of it is like, no, don't put them with Gonzaga. But I'm not saying like, look, if Virginia comes out and beats Ohio, I think it's very good matchups in the next round with either Creighton or UCSB like mm-hmm. I don't hate that like I think of the of the five seeds I'd probably pick Creighton potentially you know to maybe, play like if we we're choosing, yeah to play yeah. against like you know yeah. maybe an injured Villanova but their three-point shooting and Jeremiah Robinson Earls still really good so I'm not trying to go there Winthrop like, Villanova is the easiest 512 to pick I know everyone's saying that everyone's going to pick Winthrop yeah. it's going to happen uh yeah, I just I feel just really bad for Villanova with, right with now it's very yeah, yeah it, it feels to me similar to like we know what it's like losing a big player right before the tournament oh, yeah, like yeah. duh so I look at that and then like 
but just why put like they already beat Iowa and Kansas. Like right. I don't want to see those matchups again. I want to see I'm Gonzaga, like, I don't want fun. Him. Yeah, exactly. And if I'm Gonzaga, I'm like, does that actually add more pressure to them? Because yeah. like, okay, yeah. you have to play against a team you already crushed and easily yeah. handled. So if they don't do it again, like it, it's <laughs> I just look in Virginia. Then again, is if we out, look around at their uh like let's look at the other four threes and twos or whatever it picks up like let's say they had fsu at the four uh west virginia at the three and ohio state at their two mm, i guess well, if i'm west Zaga, too, oh that's right god but but west virginia <laughs> gave them a good five. game that was the yeah, only game that right. they actually didn't that's win true. By double digits. okay well what's the other three arkansas i don't think they're probably scared of arkansas. not that they're scared of anybody they're sure yeah, they're not they scared of texas of so i don't you know it i they probably don't give a damn I just think it's probably annoying to to go up against some teams with with the pedigree that, that yeah. Kansas and, and then I look at like I am furious, absolutely furious that I can't root for both Georgia Tech and Loyola Chicago in the first. <laughs> like, yeah. why are you making that an eight? Like that <laughs> that eight nine game? I'm like, get out of here, man! That's crap. Like, <laughs> I'm so mad about it because, like, look, I know there's some people probably listening that don't like Georgia Tech or like whatever. Like, look, they played a great game against Florida State. They turned them over what 24 times or something. And granted, like Florida State was lazy with the ball in some situations, whatever. Yeah. Um, and would Georgia Tech have even been there? All things else, maybe not, probably not, who knows, whatever. Um, but you have to admit, like, there are people over the course of the season, like Georgia Tech's trash. That's their best, that's Virginia's best win. Like, what kind of trash is that? That's not a tournament team. Like, they're a tournament team. Like, they're mm-hmm. a good team. I you know, Josh Passner is <laughs> The fact Gosh, that they got man. seated where they were and Clemson got the seven. That's what's crazy. Like, ridiculous. it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. I'm fine with the whole, like, you know, where Carolina is as an eight. That eight, nine game should be fun, too. And I know that eight, nine games are the ones that are going to be the closest just by seating. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm really upset that that's the matchup and that they have, like, the winner plays Illinois because it's also a team that I've really had fun watching the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So that, I think Illinois didn't get done any favors. Um, I think, I think Gonzaga has the easiest just based on the fact that like they've beaten everybody <laughs> they've already played the top four, three seeds behind yeah. them and beaten them. And they have both teams that are dealing with COVID issues. So like Kansas also had a player missing in, I don't know if they're practicing or not, but yeah. like, um, That's I thought true. that was an interesting choice because yeah. what if you have both of those teams have to pull out and you have two right. walkovers in the same region seems right. weird, but whatever. Um, so, and I think the Michigan region is the most open to me. Oh, I was going to um, say, I think Michigan has the easiest route because of, of who they're playing, uh, it, which it, you say it's open because Michigan isn't the team they were when they were. Uh, right. And they have the had injuries. Contender. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they I say open bounced. like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyone could, could win the East. Yeah. Um, you know, if you put Gonzaga there instead of Michigan, uh, I mean, I, anyone could win i could see texas doing it i could see fsu turning it on alabama's obviously a good team none of them have any sort of certainty (laughs) you know like that's sort of the yeah yeah it's it's a really inconsistent region yeah um i I mean uconn you know we've we've seen uconn do this before twice and they have boat (laughs) night who's that kind of player so 
honestly, that the way Maryland's playing right now, that I know. game's super exactly. fun, too. Like, no, I, yeah. I, that game is exciting. UConn could um, get bounced right away. Um, yeah. They could and also make one, a Final Four. <laughs> so true. And I, I look over, I'm actually kind of bummed for Oklahoma State, too. Like, um, just, like, they're, like, I, I don't know. I thought they should have been a three. I think that yeah. they finished the season stronger than West Virginia. Yeah, uh, they finished yeah. ahead of West Virginia. They yeah. were second, you know, in a close game for the Big Twelve title, which I think those, is the best. Yeah, you could yeah. put Okie State right, right against Illinois in that Elite Eight. Yeah, think, and they get in Tennessee has been like, eh. they suck. um, they, so they have like good like State. I love Eve Ponds like yeah. I just I love and they always play physical. I always am curious like when I look back on the 2019 season yeah. and think about that crazy Purdue Tennessee game that took place right before the Rock fight oh, yeah, Oregon yeah, Virginia yeah. game. Yeah, for sure. How I mean, obviously the Purdue game ended up the way that it did and back and forth and crazy, but like that the game again a game against ten, that Tennessee team with like Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams like. <laughs> didn't want any part of that team yeah. like they just play physically so to go from like facing liberty in your like the one of the more difficult that people know like tough good three-point shooting teams in your opening round to then get tennessee um and then have the eight nine being stronger than probably all the other eight nines with yeah. illinois oh <laughs> like uh, <laughs> well oklahoma's but they could make a run kate is kate kind of hands good yeah for sure i think purdue speaking of them uh, the you, you, pretty easy four seed to pencil into your final four. Um, I don't mean that they should be the favorite in, in their Baylor region, but as far as like can see the path, uh, they, they've probably got the easiest of the four seed paths to a final four, meaning well, yeah, I, well, they'll well, probably lose round one, but you know, North <laughs> Texas, I don't, I, I don't think is, is very good. Like I said, I don't think Villanova is going to win. Winthrop is good, but you know, yeah. they pull off the upset against Villanova and, and then a, a more physical Purdue team that's been playing really good teams. These top ben, big 10 teams, they've just been beating each other over and over. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's uh, to me, it, it's going to be hard to get past uh, a lot of them. Maybe it's just recency bias, but I think Florida state has the easiest path. UNC could beat Baylor if UNC is on. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, yeah. uh, which I hate saying, but that's definitely true. Well, and and it's funny because just like all these other teams are rattling off, UNC could also lose to Wisconsin by fifteen. Hundred percent. So yeah. who, who knows? <laughs> um, but you know, Baylor's looked vulnerable. They look like a team that that is capable of shooting really well, and then also a team that's that's capable of, of slacking a little. So. Um, I like Purdue in a bunch of, uh, you know, if you're trying to win some money by not going with chalk, I think, I think that's a, <laughs> uh, a good one. Arkansas Colgate is a really fun first round matchup yeah. just because Colgate sort of like is exciting everybody because you know, they shoot the ball really well, but they've only played like what 14 games. So no one really knows no what to knows. anticipate against a, a fun Arkansas team. Um, Syracuse, San Diego State, they have not played since they played on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> um, mm. That was the last time those two teams met. <laughs> oh, I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that was Syracuse. Uh, the, the Syracuse probably wrote, just rattle off a Sweet 16. Probably. After being so, so mediocre. Uh, Syracuse. <laughs> 
Um, Thank God those yeah. beat them at least in Greensboro. I can't, Shout like, out Reese Beekman. We haven't like, talked about that win. I know. Here. I was going to say, like, that game, my goodness, the drama, the intrigue, like, they played well. I mean, Syracuse played great, I thought, yeah. personally. I thought that they played well. Um, and Virginia just, like, the comeback and staying in it. And, man, those – I mean, the – I don't like to complain about the refs, but the refs handed them like four straight points on like there the was most picky tack nonsense yeah. to like tie the game and, and just um it was so great to see a shot like that go down for Reese, which is why this all extra sucks because like so many levels going from the elation of a game like that, thinking you're playing in the semifinals against a team you're two and zero against, like all this of all this great momentum that you can like bottle and take yeah. with you to the next round, and obviously everything kind of falls apart very quickly. But um, what a fun game that was! That was awesome. <laughs> well, because of the end result, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, duh. Like that's how this always down. works. And, the uh, Purdue game. That's what he was like. Purdue game. Yeah, what, what a fun, fun game. game that was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could a little a bit um, back to uh, to Scout in Ohio. I did want to talk about their game against Illinois, even though it was in I think it was in November. Um, but Illinois is right there as I think the new trendy. If anyone isn't Gonzaga going to win this, I would pick Illinois for good reason. I mean, you win the Big Ten tournament and have two outstanding players uh, to rely upon. Uh, so Ohio uh, only lost by two to them. 75 77 and Preston, the guy scored 31 but vanderplas the stretch four uh went four for 10 from three pointers he had 20 points so uh Preston goes three for four they shoot 47 percent from three 19 oh, uh, nine out of 19 clip um for those at home looking at the umbc box score or maybe not they shot 12 for 24 against uva two years ago so uh right at that 50 percent clip so similarly a type of uh necessity I hope everyone's at, at home to, crying now. you know to, to hit those outside shots i mean it's everything we said what they would have to do but that's yeah. what they did against the best opponent they have faced uh, also here. please note only seven turnovers for ohio 16 for illinois in that game that is a good um, point for this sure. is one of those like you have to you have to take care of the ball you have to score and, and you can look to the you know illinois controlled the boards they had 12 offensive rebounds mm -hmm. um to ohio's three mm -hmm. um and they had 12 offensive rebounds to 22 defensive rebounds for mm -hmm. um ohio so i think that's something like i know virginia does not focus on those things but um something that is potentially an option if you have you know a couple guys that can you know we don't crash the boards but there there could be plenty of opportunities especially with the height difference um mm -hmm. looking at uj huff but um you know again goes back to who's going to be around because it turns out justin mccoy is legitimately feels like an offensive rebound magnet so you know that's something where you could see him especially if they go small or stay small whatever and virginia tries to match mm -hmm. it um where he could be a benefit if available so it's all these things to um keep an eye on it look this i know this sounds very like dire and doom and gloom and all that stuff but maybe that's how we're like built and I, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah at this point it feels like it would For be an upset reason. if virginia won yeah. like <laughs> i mean if i'm if i put money on it which i'm not because never bet a virginia Don't basketball unless Don't. maybe you're betting the under but even when, <laughs> um I, yeah, I think UVA should win. Like we're not, I'm not too pessimistic on their ability. It's just very easily 
able to see it happening the the other way which should be you know like we've been saying about every tournament game is the way this goes right you know if, yeah. if you're gonna pick a winner uh, you should have more confidence in virginia winning this um, yeah and, and look and we it's easy to make all these comparisons to umbc um for obvious reasons but um like going into that game like look i don't think no no coaches like overlooked anybody or whatever like no, of course. they're very aware of what type of player um jason preston is yeah. and there's film on a lot of film on him and a lot of like you know this is a team that's coming in with some momentum um speaking of momentum you know they won their conference tournament that's how they got here right mac they won the mac yes tournament. and um, they were the only the fifth seed in the mac right so, so that that's what i'm trying to say like yeah Yes, there are a lot of things that Ohio does well that could take advantage of things where that are designed to beat the way that Virginia plays defense or whatever else. But like again, let's keep in mind that yes, this is the fifth place team in the MAC. Like they've lost some games, you know. They have finished the season strong, which is again the momentum piece of it. But um, I don't know. Maybe Virginia comes out rested and like ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think at the very least they'll they'll come out with something to prove because they didn't get to you yeah. know continue in the in the tournament um they're, they're coming back since their national championship this is the first tournament games uh it is. you know oh, kihei yeah. was there huff was there um they, these guys are going to come out ready i think uh ohio does not shoot well from uh the the free throw line yeah just um, foul them a bunch and uva really <laughs> does well you know yeah <laughs> maybe um uh, but no, also, i'm kidding please don't do that. i mean just like <laughs> if you're the bigger more physical team which uva should be able to do getting it inside um to to, to huff but also a little yeah. hauser a little murphy you know uh maybe we see kafara who knows like he'll 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 go in there and throw bows and, and he's try good, and he's, get some he's a good free throw shooter well yeah the, whole, the well, uva is you know yeah, so so what what other than you know being able to hit your outside shots like it, free throw shooting guard play is is paramount in, in these type of deals so it's, Dude, it's not something any, to overlook so get any of these like that's a like getting this i need sam hauser to draw a little bit more contact yeah. like a say and i will say what, with his fadeaway long twos yeah that's what i'm saying like my world. man is like trying to coax me into long two world and it is not working um it is uh, cool. they work when they go in I'm, I'm that's true i'm kind of like well they tend to go more. in so. yeah the and that's where like i didn't feel bad for syracuse because whatever but no, when you it, watch it do you, no. it was like when they played louisville when and so you're just kind of like man that was actually pretty good defense but (laughs) he's just a really good shooter i know i said i didn't feel bad okay okay you said you almost did so well i was yeah i was joking that like yeah i don't really feel bad like normally i would say like oh i felt kind of bad they were like playing really good defense um (laughs) but that's like reserved for like wake like i'd feel bad for wake if they were playing like really great defense and (laughs) And who's still doing it? But like, empathy for opponents. Oh, I, I will say, um, I think Trey has played really well the last couple games in sure. being way more assertive. Obviously, the, the three point shooting, the way that they were shooting it so early, like Jay's been in a bit of a slump. He hasn't taken as many lately because he hasn't been shooting, like making him, and that's fine. Like, he's doing, he's still over 40% um, for the season, but the way that, like, Trey has just been so much more aggressive after that after that little spell where he disappeared and his mom told him he sucked. Um, <laughs> shout out to his mom. And aggression should be an opportunity against a smaller lineup that Ohio yes. brings. Yeah. 
um, since combining for six points against NC State and Duke, where he took a grand total of seven shots uh, in those two games, he has scored 12, 17, and 15. Um, and I mean, he took 11 threes against Syracuse. <laughs> Felt like none of them were going in. <laughs> three, three, three went in. Um, for the whole but, team, though, they just couldn't hit a three to save their. Uh, yeah. So he's taken like 33 shots in those three games. So I Mm. need like him taking 11 shots a game is perfect. Like that's exactly right. Live in that area. Like that's exactly what we wanted. Like we don't, you know, I've said this before, like, I don't mind. um, Like Kihei makes shots. I don't have an issue. Like, but we don't need Kihei taking 10, 14, 15 shots. We need those shots to go to to Trey or to Sam or whatever else. So and, and Beekman ditto, but if Beekman can stretch the defense a little back, back, back towards him by making his couple of shots when he's open, um, all the better. Or, or don't make any, then you're wide open for <laughs> yeah. the game winner. So maybe that's what's got. Mm. Interesting. Mm. It was all a plan for that game. Mm. I did laugh our friends over at Noon's Magician. Their tweet with the picture, or like I think it was just the word. I don't even just know how picture, open he was. Just yeah. how he's like. Well, if we're, if it was Beekman, we don't need to worry about anyone getting Contact sick because no one right. was within. Um, Sam has been lights out. Oh, unbel- Remember early when people were like, "He's not. He's a disappointment." Sorry. Yeah, I'm still mad. At you want to know why? Because <laughs> he wasn't playing very well. <laughs> But still, like, the idea that this guy hasn't played an over, you know, hadn't played no, a college yeah. game in, like, he a year and a half, ru- two years. Russ off like, and, yeah. and, you know, easily could have been player of the year um, in the car, you know, was a candidate for it, for sure. Yeah. For a good He's reason. Good Lord. So the Who's need, uh, you know, they need to hit their shots. They need to play good defense and take care of the ball. And we predict... Uh, a victory uh you know it's 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 going to be nerve-wracking i think it'll be good to approach it uh, as fans with a celebration that that they're able to be there yeah. and and uh you know hopefully get the win um but what a weird weird unfortunate year uh and we're lucky to have this tournament uh going on man it's it's just so exciting um to be able to have it uh, i'm stoked i do think it was irresponsible for us to have college basketball as i said all year long but i'm gonna celebrate it that it's here because i don't make yeah. those decisions you're and also I'm a gonna human support who's capable. the team obviously. you're a human who's capable of more than one emotion at once right, exactly. like it's possible <laughs> to you know get stoked about look i was like conference tournaments are not a great idea this year i also right. was extremely excited about georgetown winning the auto bin like but just to go through a bracket even and just know that you know it's just like oh so many awesome emotions of like oh 100 to watch we're gonna get the basketball my heart was like pounding in my chest before they like right when they started the show i was like so excited about it like just like you know the whole yeah today's news the what six refs went out (laughs) i was just gonna bring that up I was gonna say in good news, <laughs> Teddy yeah, Valentine mean, yeah, won't be there. Tongue in cheek, good news because yeah. Teddy Valentine and and Roger Ayers won't be there. But uh, good Lord, we go out to dinner. What does that mean? Like, did they get like bagged Chipotle and they wore masks? No, they went to up, like a but fancy they, like, went restaurant. And sat down. Yeah, of course they did. I didn't know what the details were, but they, of course that's what they did. Oh, I wish I still had it open. I had the story open. They named the restaurant that they went to. Um, and sat and indoors. They sat indoors and ate. Like, and I, look, and that's the thing. Like, referees they're looking for a bubbled basketball tournament. <laughs> How? 
what colossal morons <laughs> but like you said we don't like a couple of those refs so now we don't have to worry about them being there so that's a win yeah, for everybody this is like you know again um all i hope everyone's fine like that it's not you know right, we've been course. at this long enough that it's risky and date like long lasting side effects of this stupid virus i'm so over i cannot wait to get my <laughs> vaccine i'm so over it like i'm just firmly like, against covid okay yeah, we'll i'm take, taking this but, moment to yeah. per, like good to officially <laughs> make my stance known against covid mm-hmm. um but you know look like <laughs> when i saw i was like oh, tv daddy's not gonna be in the tournament oh man i can't even imagine like who would be the person <laughs> that told me to leave what well, you know like I said, you brought it on yourself. What oh, yeah. irresponsible thing to to do in the situation that you're in. Room's not ready. Let's. And this go isn't get me condemning everybody who gets COVID. Obviously, it's just that like you p- can point to immediate poor decision <laughs> in this specific week that you should, at the very least, this week not be making that decision. Anyhow, so yeah, don't I mean, extrapolate just... that I'm saying everybody else, <laughs> that the UVA kid or the the Kansas kid or whoever, you know, necessarily was behaving irresponsible. Like no, the, and the there's no this, right? like indication, and that's the thing. Like I feel bad for. I actually think Duke would have potentially beaten Florida State if they played that game. I was so excited to watch it. Just I was too, because like, I, I was really like, want oh, either crap. team to win. But I was it, like, oh like, crap, Duke's playing really well. Like really they figured it out. <laughs> if FSU had lost that game, I mean, it was real funny that they lost to Georgia Tech, so I still <laughs> got there, so it was okay in the long run. Um, not that I was gonna like necessarily root for Duke, but I would have been amused by that, <laughs> that victory. Um, but it's just FSU, like this is the man, week where what, you can't like you can't just go and i'm saying like look, i have friends and you know the regulations for eating inside are what they are each place and if you're comfortable going to a restaurant wearing a mask and then taking it off while you eat like all that stuff but not if you're refereeing a bubble tournament like yeah i mean i'll say it definitively you shouldn't be doing that but you yeah. know, you're allowed to so i haven't eaten whatever. in a restaurant in now over a year yeah sitting in the <laughs> no come on it's I went in like, to pick up P.F. Chang's and I felt guilty about that. Take so, <laughs> I, w- I had to wait for my P.F. Chang's in Richmond. We all, want, we all want indoor dining to come back. It's just like maybe, let I don't know, because clearly they, like the rest of them have vaccinations, right? Like, or they would have said something like that they, you know, they've tested positive despite their the fact that they can vaccinate. We, we would know that, right? So we can extrapolate that they haven't, yeah. so... I don't know. Anyway, I'm just waiting for my vaccine so I can go. Let's go just to the hope movies. we don't have to be a COVID podcast for much longer. Because <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I'm so for over a it. year now. So. <laughs> and no <laughs> one's coming to us times. for thoughts on on the pandemic. We know, but anyway, how's the lacrosse team doing? Oh gosh, uh, it's a mixed bag. What's their deal? It's a mixed bag. So here's the thing: the ACC is really damn good again, and it's very mm-hmm. annoying. Yeah. Um. You know, they lost the the game. It, it depends. Like, if you look at the score from the UNC game um, the other night, Thursday night here, um, it, at times, especially late, looked closer than it was. Um, it they just did couldn't not, like really get the momentum to cut it back to where they needed to for it to be. Yeah, close and they got it within yeah. two um with like two and a half minutes left or something yeah, so yeah. it was like doable but right. like and they had a couple opportunities where they won the face off um this team has had a few issues with shot selection like as in they're <laughs> making it look way like making other goalie look way too good type thing uh-huh, that goalie uh-huh. he had like 20 
saves. Um, and there were some that were great. There were also some that were like high to high stick stick, yeah. like, you know, and, and that is such a momentum killer. And then Carolina is extremely talented in transition. Um, and they also, there was a situation like Virginia hasn't had a lot of man up situations. They did in that game and just could not take advantage, whether it was a bad shot or the worst, like the most, like I just, it set the tone poorly when um, Carolina had a three minute non-releasable for a stick issue and mm. Virginia did not score mm. man up and Carolina scored twice man down. Mm. <laughs> like, so to have a chance to like cut into a four goal lead um i think it was four at the time but like cut into a four goal lead or three goal lead and take advantage of this long penalty instead turn into being in a bigger hole and that and and again i do appreciate like you know this sounds very fluff and whatever about like well they never gave up but there wasn't any like they continued pushing the ball the energy levels were good and all that kind of stuff like since people always want to talk about energy and effort my favorite thing you know um but that being said like now they're in an zero and two hole they do play both of those teams again so yeah. syracuse and unc um they do already have three ranked wins on the season so both losses coming to you know top five acc teams it's like sucks, every lacrosse but, schedule the team yeah. has ever played like they all they do is just play the best teams in the country yeah. so, well yeah. the good news is they still have you know number two duke on the schedule and oh, you know number 15 history yeah luckily they duke. always are great against duke so that's <laughs> fine no um but yeah they've got robert morris this weekend to kind of right. get right type game and um so we'll figure it out but you know swimming's good and tennis is tennis is really good again yeah. so that's exciting baseball bad yeah what happened to baseball uh, well, I'll get will on and yeah, we'll get will on, but... yeah all right well <laughs> stay tuned to the blog everybody for uh plenty more march madness stuff hopefully good news as far as testing news uh starts to trickle in or announcements there after we don't know either um so stop texting me uh, i don't have any inside info um but uh, the who's again they do play ohio saturday evening so we'll be back next week to hopefully talk about a couple victories um and a continuing tournament or to recap whatever happens but at this point let's just see them on the court successfully participating in a basketball game and go from there for everybody at Sri and pierce go who's